Welcome once again to another bonus episode of the Random Wrestling Review. I am joined today by the Polar Bear Matt Roberts and the freshest of all the herbs, Stephen Coriander. I'm going to continue to trade off of the whole coriander is a herb thing for some time. I'm sure you'll uh, expect me to do so. Um, And we are here to talk about something that happened very recently. So originally, I thought that this podcast might be about the probably biggest news in the industry since i don't know wwe bought wcw possibly which is obviously that ufc and wwe are set to be merged into a new company which matt is absolutely ecstatic about but you know what why are you so happy about that well let's let's come to that in a minute sorry 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 finish what i'm gonna say sorry Um, sorry apologies I thought we I thought that was originally what we were going to talk about but you know what I thought actually we did talk about the sale of WWE quite a lot when we talked about Vince McMahon coming back a few months ago and I thought actually we'd just be going over old ground again. So what I then thought is well a couple of months ago possibly even less than that now actually 6 weeks ago or so we had an episode called Should Sami Zayn Have Won at Elimination Chamber and I felt that this was an apt follow up to that one which is should Cody Rhodes have won at WrestleMania. I know there are very strong opinions about that. But I really wanted to explore that with you both. But yes, yeah, Stephen, to your point, Matt, why are you so excited about this? I know obviously you're a big MMA guy, but is is this necessarily a good thing even for that? Yes. <laughs> it's, okay, it's there you a, go then. Quite a, quite a simple answer for me. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I'm not going to be talking about you know business stats and where the talent gets paid and and who runs it and all the shit that goes along with that because to to be frank i I couldn't care less right but as far as since the the owners who now have were basically setting up the new company since they have taken over with ufc over the last couple of years ufc's business they've done better than they ever have they've toured more places they've done more pay-per-views they've done more fights they put on more cards they've had more content out there it's been great now if that is similarly going to be what's in WWE's future. Great or for it, not only that, but there's been talks of combining them onto one form of uh, sort of streaming package or channel, which, God, for me, if ever you delve, unless you put, you know, films on there as well, if you said what would be the perfect channel for you, it would be UFC, WWE, films, yeah, maybe Chuck Kerrang in there as well, the music channel, and I'd be a happy man. But we're getting close. We're getting quite close to that. So to put both of those in there, I mean, for me, it's, it's a perfect marriage. I've, I've said before that I think there's a lot of similarities between them both. A lot of WWE people show up for UFC fights. There's a lot of influence on the fighters. You know, Like I've said before, one of the fighters recently, Israel Adesanya, came out to The Undertaker's music um, you know, with an urn. That was great. So if the WWE's influence continues on UFC, that's brilliant. If they take some guys and stick them into WWE as well, that's also great. Daniel Cormier was a referee for the fight pit between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle a ways back. Loved it. For me, this is a perfect marriage, and I'm all for it. Can I I report? First of all, there's a big difference between UFC and WWE in that UFC fights are not predetermined 
And if Vince McMahon is in charge of creative, which by all accounts he was last night on Raw when we record this, we've got this two days after WrestleMania, there is absolutely no way that business will grow with him in charge of creative. Ratings will go down. The, the Raw was one of the worst received Raws they've ever had, I think, on Monday night. The morale is is in the toilet. There's rumours already coming out about top talent wanting to wanting to be wanting to ask for their releases, including some of the women talent on the roster. A Vince McMahon WWE will be an atrociously bad from you know, from a creative level. The reason that they've done so well over the last nine months is because he hasn't been involved in the company. In terms of the other bits, in terms of the you know, I I, I was a big fan of UFC in the past, and I. I'm a fringe follower of it now. But if you're if you're merging these two companies together, which you are essentially, there's going to be a lot of job losses logistically in terms of you know because they don't need two sets of people to book arenas and that sort of stuff. They just don't need to do that. And also the other thing that concerns me is UFC haven't exactly got the best reputation for fighter pay. And I do wonder, you know, is this a good thing for wrestlers? I think the combination of that parent company and Vince, I'm not sure. I, I don't. Well, no, I'm not not sure. I don't think it is a good thing to, for, for wrestlers. So I can't see any real positives. I think it would have been far better. No, not think. It would have been a million times better for the consumer had Comcast bought the company on the proviso that Vince had no 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 dealings with it and the media company and it would have been on NBC and on Peacock forever and that that would have been the best outcome this is this is not far off the worst outcome i think the worst outcome would have been Saudi Arabia taking it private i think a Vince McMahon WWE is the is is as about as bad as it gets i'll just add to the retort a little bit Stephen, which is that matt you talked about i understand the the marriage of UFC and WWE in terms of a streaming platform, get that from your perspective. Absolutely, completely understand it. But are you seriously telling me you want more WWE content? Have we not already got far, far too much of it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying from that. I mean, maybe not. I mean, but, but in terms of the UK, I mean, I feel that over the last year or so, that they've stepped up their sort of presence in the UK and they've, they, they're doing it now. You know, the fact that they're having more like major shows here. If they have more major shows here, absolutely, long may that continue. So I'm all for that. And, you know, I'm hoping that this sort of, you know, relationship will will allow them to keep doing it. Also, I don't I've never understood why wrestling people, people are into wrestling magazines, publications have bothered themselves with MMA at all. I've never understood it. It's not a crossover as far as I'm concerned. Maybe some WWE fans like MMA and some MMA fans like WWE. But I seriously doubt it's that much different from football fans liking WWE and WWE fans liking football. I just it just for me, it doesn't it's not a thing. It doesn't it doesn't belong together. I understand why, Matt, you would like it being together. But that for me, it's, it's just not the same thing at all. So I don't get that personally. But I understand why Endeavor, I believe, is the, the parent company. I yeah. understand why they would why they would go out to get it. You know, it's a live events thing, ultimately, and um, gives them a, a very large live event sport event you know, company. I also do worry about Vince being in control. But Stephen, what I will say is that he's now not got control of the company itself. So the merged company between UFC and WWE, he will no longer be the majority owner of, obviously. The WWE shareholders are going to get 49% apparently of the ownership deal there. And Vince already didn't own 100% of WWE. So he's not going to have the controlling share anymore in the company, which means that whilst he is perhaps not as simple as he will hang on until he's dead anymore. <laughs> like if there are any more scandals that come out, if there is a 
downturn in business, I think he will be out because there are people now that have got the power to do that. So there's yeah. one silver lining maybe in all of this if you're if you're worried about Vince's presence as the controller of everything. Well, I think I think judging by the excruciating CNBC <laughs> interview yes, over Ari Emanuel and um, Vince McMahon, that I think let's let's be frank, um, Emmanuel didn't get rid of Dana White when Dana White hit his wife in the face and it was it was it was on video. You know, I think Vince can survive. I think one of the investigations things is that I don't think there are necessarily any more skeletons. I think everyone's been paid off. So I think that, you know, Vince is Vince is still going to be, I think I'm right in the stats, that Vince is still the individual, is going to be the individual biggest shareholder of the new company. So he's got them. He's going to be I think he's going to have 19 percent of whatever it's going to be listed as TKOs. But that's not what the company name is going to be. So he is one of the key people in the overall company, though, though, Ari Emanuel can get rid of Vince. I, I believe that is, you know, that is a thing in terms of but I just can't, I can't see that. And I think that the creative decline, you're, you're going to see it straight away. I think you saw it on Raw last night. But in terms of the numbers, a lot of people, a lot of people have got into the habit again of watching WWE. And it may take 18 months or two years or longer. I think Vince, I I think Vince is going to be doing what he's doing until he's taken out of there because of health reasons uh, or death. Um, and that is not that's not good for anyone, I don't think. Maybe. But I think you I think you're underestimating now the percentage of the audience that watches wrestling that knows about this stuff i think yeah. the higher percentage of the audience now more than ever know about this stuff and will react to triple h well, i hope so no longer yeah. being in control the same way I, I do honestly believe that people will know and they'll go because i think that's been a huge part of why there was goodwill again for wwe is because people knew vince was no longer there with vince coming back i think that goodwill does disappear almost so you know I, I think there's there's hope yet that he won't stick around forever and of course when they do the deal you know the head of the company is going to turn around and go yeah of course i wanted vince you know he's this guy and that guy you, you do you don't not going to present a negative picture about the guy you've chosen to head up the company but these guys are ruthless and if they get to the point where the business is on the turn they'll definitely ditch him if they if they need to what i don't understand as well is perhaps this is built into the negotiations you know this guy's a very intelligent guy matt you know a lot more about him than i do but he what he bought usc for four billion and it's valued at 12 billion or something now i yeah. mean that's an incredible incredible statistic surely someone has told him why wwe why they sold all those tickets why they have one of the best storylines they've ever had surely someone's told him that creatively this is not a vince company and hasn't been a vince company for 10 months do you, th- do you not think that's a thing no, I think that's. I think it's naive to think that that is even something that they've considered. Honestly, I, I really do. Not to in a creative company. Um, uh, maybe. I think that's I... the key consideration for me because that's the difference. In UFC, you've got fighters, and if they catch fire and they win impressively and they don't sound like a robot in their post fight, then you're gonna get. You're gonna make stars. But WWE is a, a far more. For me, Matt, I disagree with me if you think if I'm completely wrong here. For me, WWE is a far more nuanced business than UFC because UFC, you get a fighter coming out, bit of a bit of a, a, a reputation in Bellator or whatever, come in or, or or straight through, come in, win a few fights, stick him in with, in with someone a bit better, they win. Okay, I'm calling out this guy, personal personal you know personal um, issues and all that sort of stuff, whether it's whether it's made up or not, and then they have a fight and then. The winners go on and etc. So I, I I do feel it's it, for the similarities. I do think it's a very different business. And the the WWE is driven by they can talk about TV deals and all this sort of stuff. But the core, the most important thing in WWE and any any wrestling company has always been creative. If the creative is wrong, the eyeballs will decrease. I don't disagree with anything you've just said. 
I just don't think that any people who don't understand wrestling understand that. Right. So okay. I think the reason UFC becomes popular is, as you say, people catch fire and become big stars. The way they look at WWE is they've got big stars. They create stars. That's all they're thinking. They don't think about what goes into creating a big star. That's not what they're thinking about. They're just going, oh, they've got Roman Reigns and they've got Charlotte Flair and they've got, I don't know, John Cena still works for them and Randy Orton still works for them and they might get The Rock. And, they, you know, they that's what they're looking at. And I think it's very hard if you don't know anything about the industry, which these people don't. And let's be honest, they don't. Not, not in terms of any depth anyway. They know perhaps the business, but not the creative side of it. If you don't, it's very hard to think, well, Vince McMahon's rubbish. Vince McMahon has, in fairness to him, been the kingpin of the industry for 40 years. Nobody from outside is going to come along and go, well, he's got to get out of here because, you know, his, his creative in the last couple of years has been rubbish. They're not looking at the creative. They're going, the numbers are fine. The TV mm. ratings are brilliant. The TV deal is an absolute, like, hand over fist moneymaker. They've got a huge international following. They've been profitable year on year for however many years. They're not going to come in and go, this guy's got to go. They're just not. It's just it's just not going to happen. I so, think Comcast would have done, but they would have, they would have paid. I mean, ultimately, it was in Vince's hands, so Vince could control this, couldn't he? Yeah. But I think if you're, if you're break, I mean, they're not, it's not a cash deal. But if you're lumping the UFC in with this, and you're giving, you're giving, but you're basically giving some of the UFC away to, to make this deal happen with this new company. Surely you, surely it should be your business to be, and there's plenty of people they can speak to. Go and speak to Sean Rossat. Go and speak to Wade Keller. Go and speak to Dave Meltzer. But these people you should be don't, to all of these people. Yeah, but these people don't, they don't factor in any way on anybody's thinking at this, this kind of level. It just, it's not like, it'd be different, right? If it was a well, like a really well-established journalist in the New York Times or, mm. you know, the BBC or someone is an established mainstream media company who had been proven to be the expert on this industry. But these are niche people. Let's be fair. Let's be clear. Keller, Meltzer, Sapp, a lot of them are all niche concern. They're niche even within pro wrestling and pro wrestling is niche. So I I agree with you. If if they were being clever, if they were really if they really knew their stuff, they would make sure that Vince was not a part of this new company. But they stopped, don't know sorry. their stuff enough. They don't yeah, know their I, stuff enough. I think they're doing a real disservice to this the shit well, they they aren't, you know, the shareholders in WWE. I think they're doing a real disservice to to the UFC and and everything by not I think if you if you if you if someone said to you, Ben, we need you to take over Sussex County Cricket Club, right? You know nothing about that. <laughs> I don't know why I've pointed that out. I've picked that one. But you surely you'd go and speak to a load of like ex-pros, people around the club, and you speak to everyone, everyone you possibly could do to learn as much about that business as you possibly could do before you before you took it over. And I just think... Who are the ex-pros they're going to talk to? They're going to talk to The Undertaker. They're going to talk to The Rock. They're going to talk to Austin. People that they know and because they're really massive mainstream stars and yeah. all of them are allies of Vince. You know, regardless of what you and I think, they will not say privately or publicly to anyone Vince has lost it he's never going to be able to do it because there's too many other things that they're involved in that they need Vince for so I get what you're saying but it's like for example do you really think that Disney executives know anything about CGI animation when they went and bought Pixar for example they, they're not experts at it they just know it sells sells fucking loads of fucking tickets and 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 and, sale and, and merchandise and that's all that matters I wonder what Nick Khan because Nick Khan would have been spoken to what does Nick Khan say? I mean, he's, he's, he's living it, isn't he? He's seen it. I mean, we, we all, but I'm presumably we all work in an office environment, which is what effectively what, you know, what WWE is in behind the scenes. People don't talk that 
directly, especially when it's about their own boss to mm. somebody else who's going to be their boss in the future. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And Nick Khan didn't get to be in the position he is by taking risks and saying, oh, yeah, Vince McMahon's terrible. You should put me in charge. He knows where his bread, bread's buttered and he will definitely play the game. And, you know, they, they, they're going to look at Vince's track record as a whole as well. I, I, I totally get what you're saying, you know, like, you know, creative wise and, you know, all the scandals and everything he's had over the last year or so. But, you know, they, they are. They just they're going to look at his record as a whole and they're going to see this huge company that he has built all the stars that he has built. The rest of it, they're just going to see as noise. And I'll, I'll be honest, because of I do think they have done such a good, a good job with the UFC over the last couple of years. I do trust them that should Vince do anything stupid or fuck up over the next you know year, however long it may be, you know let, let's just say you know things start to get bad, you know you know like you said you know maybe the, no more stars get made, you know stuff like that. I do think they would throw him out on his ass, but I, I don't think we're remotely at that point yet. And I, I gotta be honest, I I think a lot of the stuff that I've seen online, particularly like when it comes to some of the feedback for Raw last night. I feel a lot of it is just people throwing the baby up with the bathwater, if I'm being perfectly honest. I don't think it was anywhere near that bad. I, I just think a lot of it is just people just seem to be having this really over-the-top reaction for, for no reason. And I think we need to just take a step back, see how it and just see how it plays out. Because it's ha- it's happening. Well, surely part of that reaction is a consequence of the thing we're supposed to be talking about right now, which is, of course, Cody Rhodes not winning the main event of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns ah! taking the victory. I, I've seen what you guys have said online, but let's let's hear it on the pod. Stephen, what's your thoughts? Should Cody Rhodes have won at WrestleMania? For me, there's no question about it. You, you, you didn't you didn't go with Drew in Cardiff because you were waiting for something else. You didn't go with Zayn in Montreal because you were waiting for something else. What are we waiting for? with Cody. What is there that is bigger than Cody Rhodes winning the title at WrestleMania? Cody Rhodes has peaked. And it's not like Lex Luger in, in 1993. There is no Bret Hart here. There is no better option in that company to make a babyface than Cody Rhodes. There is no 1A, not Seth Rollins, not anybody else. Certainly not Seth Rollins, Christ. <laughs> so I don't I don't get it. So, so, so Cody's done all the all this work in recent weeks and all these promos. And he, he managed to get us. And I do, I do think the WWE audience is a bit a bit more sanitized, a bit more understanding than they would have done previously. Because I think if this would have been the Daniel Bryan sort of era, I think Cody would have got a bit of a backlash after Sammy because Sammy was so popular. But that hasn't happened. And I think a lot of the credit on that has got to be his code in his promos. And he, he reached a peak. And I don't believe that the, the, the absolute best they'll do, which I don't think they'll be able to get to, is that he'll be on the same level as that when it, if and when it eventually happens. But the reality, more likely, is that he'll never reach that peak again. So I just I was absolutely dumbfounded by that. It's like it's like Starcade 97 all over again. It's like you've led to this big match, especially with Roman, all these other ones. They've not they've not pulled the trigger. They could have easily put the title on Drew in Cardiff in an amazing moment, put the title on Sami Zayn and do something else at WrestleMania, whatever. They've not done all that. I just don't get where this is leading. And I, and I don't buy into oh, we, we haven't the story hasn't played out yet. He's your guy to give a chance to to make a babyface, and that is it. Babyface wins clean. WrestleMania, babyface wins clean, and and you do that the the, the overwhelming majority of the time. And I I just don't see it. Roman's got no opponents left. He's a part timer. Fair enough, he des- he deserves that. I'm not gonna have a go at him for not being around every week. But it's time for Cody to you know to to have all the matches with the opponents. You the, the stuff with Lesnar, he could have easily done that as champion. That would have worked just as well. 
last night on Raw, if Cody had been champion, you got the Seth Rollins match, you got Gunther, you've got other people that you can do stuff with. I just, um, I was flabbergasted. I was so angry, and I just don't get it. Matt, where are you? Uh, yeah, let, let's make it nice and simple. Should, should Cody have won? Yes. Is the, is the fairly simple answer. He was definitely going into this, I de- particularly within the last week leading up to Mania, I felt that Cody was actually quite hot. Apparently his merchandise sales are doing really well. He's one of the top merch sellers in the company, which is great. The, the reaction to him from the crowd, you know, in the shows leading up to this it, has really been off the chart. So yes, I do think he should have won. The time certainly did seem right. Now, Ben, I'm sure you can talk about this in a minute and feel free to take the piss because I did make a bit of a mistake. Um, I, I, I don't I don't feel the outrage. I mean, I'm not as outraged about this, certainly not as much as you, Stephen, and as much as people in general, which I, I don't really know why. Normally, this would be the type of thing I'd lose my shit over, um, but <laughs> I'm really not. One of the things that I keep coming back to and I keep thinking, what is next? Now, the the, the reason I said feel free to take the piss is because uh, initially I thought the Bruno Sabatino longest title reign was about a thousand odd days. Now, as it turns out, no, it wasn't. (laughs) As Ben pointed out to me and somebody else did point out to me on Twitter as well. My maths is shocking. Um, obviously, it's around about 3,500 days, something like that. So just something stupid. It's, two, so, it's about 2,500, it's seven and a half years, basically. Yeah, so yeah, so so basically double what we've got now. So when I did think that, I was thinking, oh shit, because the, the, you know, the idea to get him to the thousand day, I, I don't see why a thousand days is that much of a of a big deal really now. Because I mean, unless you're going to go the whole way and go for the longest title ring, which, do you know what, I'll go on a limb, there's no fucking way they get into that metric. Could be wrong, but they're not. Unless they're going to do that. Yeah, th- th- there's no point of doing the thousand odd days. I mean, and I kept thinking about it and you're, you're probably going to laugh here again, but I, I keep coming back to you. I-, I don't think the reason I think that I wasn't quite as pissed off is because to me, this felt like Clash at the Castle part two. E- even the the way the finish went down, you know, you, you had interference from Solo Sikoa and then Roman gets the win again. It did. It, I've had my moment where I feel felt unbelievably upset and pissed off and I've done it. I've done it in, in my hometown of Cardiff, but I didn't quite feel the same way this time because I'm, I'm all out of the emotion now. But yes, I mean, I, I do think that Cody should have won. I mean, I do find it fascinating, I'll be honest, as to who's next. I mean, there was a while ago, I, I can't remember if I said on the pod, but I'm sure I did, that I thought maybe Gabriel Stevenson w- would be w- one of the guys who they're going to build in the future for. I'm definitely taking that back at this point. We're never going to fucking see him again. I, I don't know who, who it could possibly be. The, the only thing that I'm possibly thinking they're going to do, uh, and I'll, again, go out on a bit of a limb now, I think they're building to Cody Roman 2 at next year's WrestleMania. And is it too late? Maybe it will be. Time will tell. But that's the direction I think they go in is Cody Roman to Philadelphia. So funnily enough, I'm even less pissed off than you are about it. I don't. And again, this is partially because I wasn't I I still haven't actually seen it. I still haven't actually seen the match. I saw the end. I did watch the end because I thought, well, everyone's talking about it the day after I need to watch it. But I was also quite disconnected from WrestleMania in general. I haven't seen a lot of the build, but from what I've been told, Cody has pretty much aced the build and WWE have aced the build. They basically put Cody in a position that I didn't personally think he was capable of. You all remember when we talked about the Sami Zayn, should he have won? I said, I didn't think Cody should win either at WrestleMania. Now that may have changed had I watched some of the build up, but for me, I still didn't see him as being at that level. I just don't see it personally. 
However, had he has if he has got to the level that people have said he has in the last few weeks in the build to WrestleMania, then they probably should have taken the opportunity because as we've said, again, as we said on the Sami Zayn one, you don't get the chance to pull the trigger on a babyface that often. They don't come along that often where people are just really up for it and really want to see that thing. I just wonder whether or not WWE have decided that Cody and Sami, to a certain extent, are just not at the right age to be the guy that they're going to build everything behind. So I wonder whether or not WWE are now in a, in a, a period of time where they're looking at their roster and going, right, we now need the four guys they're going to take us forward for the next 10 years in the same way as we did when we picked out Lesnar, Orton, Cena and Batista. And maybe they're looking around and they're going, well, we think we've got one possibly in Soda Sokoa. We've got maybe one in, I don't know, Gunther. We've got another one maybe in Brombreaker, who's not yet on the main roster, but will be, I'm sure, I'm sure very soon. We've got one maybe in Montez Ford. I think he's a really charismatic, good-looking, talented, athletic guy. And maybe they're thinking, right, for the next year, we're going to be serious. We're going to get serious behind these guys. And by the next WrestleMania, one of those guys is going to be the guy to topple Roman Reigns. Admittedly, I don't know what they do for the next 12 months. I have no idea what they do for the next 12 months. But I, I personally believe that, yes, now, thinking about what everyone's talking about, certainly the reaction to it suggests that people were desperate for Cody Rhodes to win. So... I think they should have pushed the button, but I'm not as convinced that it was absolutely a terrible decision as, as, as a lot of people seem to be. And I'm also really interested to know whether or not it was Triple H's decision, because obviously we've just talked about the fact that the following day, the announcement came out that WWE and UFC are going to merge. Vince McMahon's basically back in control of WWE completely. Indeed, he apparently did all the creative for Raw, or at least had ordered a number of rewrites. Maybe Sunday morning or whatever, even day before that, Vince turned around to Triple H and said, you're not doing it. Roman Reigns is going to win. I, I want Roman Reigns to be champion going forward. So maybe it was his choice. But I wonder, I did say this again on the Sami Zayn podcast, Triple H doesn't do happy endings. He doesn't do them. He doesn't understand them. Every time... I remember every time he was asked about Jeff Hardy and whether he should have put Jeff Hardy over, he always kept saying, yeah, but what's next? What's next? And I was like, yeah, but what's next for you as the champion? Like, it's, it's the same difference. There's still, it works both ways, but he doesn't understand what's next when it's the baby face. He can't figure out what to do with the baby face, I don't think, on top. It, it all goes back to that NXT takeover where Sami Zayn was attacked by Kevin Owens the minute after he won the title. Like, he can't just give us the, the happy ending because he's worried about the next big storyline. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is entirely in line with what, what Triple H wanted. And if that's the case, that means that there is potentially a, still a plan in his head for where he goes next. So... In that respect, you know, I'm hopeful that it was just what Triple H always planned to do. But I suspect actually what's happened is Vince has come along and said, nah, you're not doing that. I want Roman Reigns to stay champion. Well, apparently, and again, you do, who knows whether people are telling the truth, but apparently it is, it is, it was Triple H and it was, it was talked about for a few weeks leading into WrestleMania that this was the way to go. It's in a broader a broader sense i've really enjoyed getting back into wwe since probably the summer last year SummerSlam i thought was great clash at the castle meeting you guys what a fun day one of the funnest days i've ever had as a wrestling fan it was brilliant sitting in pop world with bret hart t-shirt on <laughs> while they played john cena's entrance music was immense and it's been brilliant it's been great it's been great but it felt like the last 30 seconds of that match and we, we knew about the sale earlier on but you didn't quite know about the vince creative but like the last 30 seconds of that match Something went bang. And I ended my WrestleMania review with, I know it's over by the Smiths. And that's how I feel about this today. This was this this was this wonderful time where this thing from our childhood 
became really great again. And it was like, this is amazing. And everyone was talking up WWE. And I've even said I wanted Kenny Omega to go to WWE. Christ, shoot me in the head because I take that back today. But now it's done. We are done. This is this is this is back to where it was. Whether we're back for three months, six months or five years, we're back. I think we're back in a, in a company that was creatively dead. And I know what I'll be watching on Saturday morning. It won't be getting up and watching SmackDown. I'll be watching New Japan. And I hope that that purifies my wrestling soul because I feel like I think Trevor Dame tweeted it. And he is he did a great thread about how he originally fell out of love with WWE. And he felt like he's almost like he's almost like an abusive relationship where you think they're going to go with someone that you really like and you think they're going to do it and they just pull it away from you and pull it away from you. And then he, he was really gutted that he allowed himself to believe in Cody and he allowed himself. And I've got, I've got, I've got, um, you know, emotionally, really emotionally invested in Cody over the last few weeks. It's like, I was in this, I was really in this. And I sat there and I was with, with my friend Lewis and we looked at each other when the pinfall happened and we he he was the same as me. We looked in disbelief at each other. Two blokes in their forties looking at each other at five a.m. with like Lewis said he was nearly crying on the podcast. <laughs> he was like, "This is this is." And we're like, we were in this, and we're like, we couldn't believe it. So I just feel like it's done. And I, I you know, I li- I live without WWE work watching it week to week, and we're dipping pay per views. And I think that's where I'm going to be again. Like this is going to be if there's something on a pay per view I'm interested in, then I might watch it. But I can't see myself watching. I know I, I know I won't be watching Raw and SmackDown week to week because I'm just not I'm not interested in Vince McMahon's WWE because I know what I'll get. So I do feel sad, but the healing process has started. I mean, one thing I will say is that WWE can't simply cannot afford to keep doing this. And th- this has been something that I've been thinking about for a while because it's not a conscious choice for most people. Most people don't go. Oh, Cody Rhodes lost, so I'm not going to watch anymore. Or Sami Zayn lost, I'm not going to watch anymore. Or Drew McIntyre lost, and I'm not going to watch anymore. They don't consciously say that to themselves. What happens is subconsciously they stop enjoying it because the thing they want never happens. And not only that, but the people who might potentially catch on as big wrestling fans don't get the opportunity to catch on as big wrestling fans because they don't get their moment. They don't get their Bret Hart coming out injured at Royal Rumble 94 with his injured knee and still winning the Rumble. They don't get their Undertaker beating the Undertaker in the main event at SummerSlam 94. I'm talking about things that drew me in. They don't get that happy ending. And so they never get drawn in. They never stick with it over time because they're like, well, this thing just never gives me what I want. So they can't afford to keep doing this. They have to, at some point, deliver a a happy ending. And Triple H was talking about in his press conference afterwards about, you know, it isn't ending because it never ends. But the story does have to deliver these happy endings regularly. And you have to feel like you have been rewarded for sticking with Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn or Drew McIntyre or somebody in order to want to carry on watching. Because if because ultimately you fall out of it. And there's a reason why, for example, football clubs, nearly every fan will always say, oh, yeah, yeah I'll always go to you know, I'll always be a fan of my club, no matter where they are in the leagues, whatever. But the truth is, is that's not true for the vast majority of people, even if they're saying it. Because if that, that was true, attendances wouldn't fall when you don't, aren't playing so well. They wouldn't fall when you get relegated. People want to see their team win. And it works the same way in wrestling. You want to see your guy win. And if he doesn't win at the end of the day, you get less and less invested. And it's not a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing where you're like, this is not enjoyable anymore. So from that perspective, I totally agree. They have to deliver on it. It's just that in this particular instance, because I haven't been witness witness to this sort of final build of Cody Rhodes, I was always in the position of I'm not sure Cody's the guy. So it didn't really mean that I felt this guy should go and, and do it. But equally, you're right. I've no idea what they do with Rohan Reigns next. Like, obviously, they can build some people, but it's going to take some time to get 
the people I named to the level that they need to be to challenge Roman Reigns. I mean, I, I mentioned Gunther in there. I don't think Gunther is looking that I think he's looking great as a wrestler, but I don't think he's catching on that much personally. When I saw him at the Rumble, I thought the reaction to him was really muted. And I was like, well, this isn't the sign of a guy that's going to be a next big main event star. Um, so there's there's a lot of work to do, even in his instance. And he's the Intercontinental Champion. You know, it's not like, you know, I'm talking about other people like Montez Ford and Bron Breaker and they're and Solo Sokoa, and they, they're bit parts, really. And in, in one instance, there hasn't even hasn't even reached the main roster. So they've got a lot of work to get that next person over. So in terms of what Roman Reigns' next defense is, even if he's going to win that match, I don't even know who that's against. Probably because he's, you're right, he's exhausted everybody. He's mm. beaten Drew, he's beaten Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. They can't go back to Brock Lesnar again. Like there's just no one for him to face. Maybe maybe they're just desperately hoping that The Rock will come back for WrestleMania 40 and face Roman Reigns. And that, that will be another victory for Roman Reigns. And then they'll have Roman Reigns drop the title. <laughs> because The Rock's not the guy to beat him, is he? No, no, absolutely not. I think that they think they're doing the right thing by having this be a really long chase. It's, it's almost like the Daniel Bryan thing. They're trying to make it a really long chase for Cody. And they think they're doing the right thing. Whether or not they are, you know, that that's obviously that that's up in the air. But that for me, that that's what I think they're thinking is the long term thing is to go down the rematch route. If that's their plan, then I think they did do the wrong thing and they should definitely have had Cody Rhodes win over this year's WrestleMania. I don't think that's where they're going. But if if that's what they are going, then I think they definitely did the wrong thing. One last thing on this, because I, I want to leave it on a little bit of a, a positive. If you'd have said 18 months ago to Cody Rhodes when he was in AEW and he was being booed despite being a babyface. He was basically the forgotten man of AEW at a time, and AEW was about, seemed about to pop massive because they just brought in Punk and Bryan. If you'd have said to Cody Rhodes that in a year and a half's time you will main event WrestleMania in one of the hottest matches of the year, he'd have snapped your arm off for it. He'd have been absolutely delighted with that. And he has played a blinder from a business perspective. He managed to switch teams at just the right time when his value was as low as it possibly could have been in AEW, but as high as it possibly could have been to WWE, crazily, and traded one for the other and walked into a main event of WrestleMania, basically. You know, one major match of WrestleMania 38 and then the main event of WrestleMania 39. He's now solidified as a main eventer, not the guy, but he is solidified as a main eventer, which he never was before he left WWE in the first place. Sami Zayn would never have expected to have the program he just had towards a main event in his hometown like he's just had. Tell him a year and a half ago that he's going to main event Elimination Chamber in a match in his hometown against Roman Reigns and the fans are going to be desperate all over the world for him to win again absolutely snapped your arm off for it because he was not in that he was never going to be in that position he faced Johnny Knoxville a year ago (laughs) yeah so I, I do think that there's that thing where I think there's the potential for them to be disappointed in in what's happened to them over the last few months but if Triple H had said to them right from the beginning this is the plan they still would have been delighted with it because they've just done things that they probably would never expected to have done. Right. Well, I think we've just about uh, exhausted this topic, but thank you very much, both of you, for uh, for the contributions to this one. We'll be back again, I'm sure, in about a week's time with more WrestleMania. Until then, take care.